Dude. All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator, Season 2, Episode 3. Almost messed up right there. Uh, Jake Smith, Sam Kale, Drake Downs, you know the drill. Uh, life hacks, boys. Sam, you want to go first? Because you, yours last week was so good. <laughs> Mine is how you cut watermelon. Dental floss is a great way to cut watermelon and cut it in good shapes and cut it easily. And you can go around the rind. It's... All right. Big life hack. Sam's but actually, over, I don't Sam's pause. over two the past two weeks. But I asked my wife, I was like, what what life hack should I do? And she was like, I don't know. She said, you should do like the drill, like cleaning the tile in the shower. I was like, ha, funny enough that you say that. That's exactly, <laughs> I what, that, I That's exactly what I used last week, and it was great. Yeah, Yours was popcorn in the freaking that nonsense. Yeah, it makes total sense because if you watch your house burn down, one, it'll alarm you, and then two, you've got a bag of popcorn to eat while <laughs> while you watch your house burn down. But Drake, what's uh what's your life hack for the week? Hey, you you go ahead and go. I'm trying to think. I forgot to think about this. So I mean I can spot. I, I kind of want to do two. Uh, I'll give you a simple one. Um, I got another one too. But both of them revolve around saving money. Uh I had the day off today, so it kind of made me think of this. But if you sleep, not that I sleep this late anyways, but, like, if you sleep till noon, you only have to pay for two meals. So there's that. Uh, and then the other one, Drake, this this is, like, this is kind of up your alley because you have a kid. Um, but people Wait, that have – Yeah, As I know, crazy, right? Uh, people that have young kids or babies, whatever, like kids that don't really – you know, have, retain knowledge or, like, you know, have memories or whatever, things like that. But, like, young kids and babies, uh, like, if money's tight for somebody and it's your kid's birthday, you just don't tell them that it's their birthday. Then you don't have to throw a party. They're not going to know what day it is. They they don't they don't know that it's supposed to be their birthday and you're supposed to, you know, throw this elegant party for them. So you just don't tell them and you just ignore it. And then it's like, okay, I, we'll just kick the can down the road till next year. It's actually pretty good. I got another one. If you like happiness, don't be a Chargers fan or a Tennessee fan. Mm. That's yeah, that, that's a, that's a solid one, Matthew. I don't know these these are pretty good guys. Um, shoot fire. Um, I'm trying to think of one for saving money. I, I'm not I'm not thinking. Of I'll, I'll get I'll give you I'll give you another one, Drake, to save money. How are you money? so quick on these? Uh, you know, research and just my weird brain. Practice. Do you um, practice what you preach. So, so this is this is a Courtney Smith. Uh, this is a Courtney Smith. Oh, this, should, this, this should be good. If your car's making some kind of noise that that would indicate that there's an engine problem, you turn just the turn the volume up in in your radio, and you won't hear it anymore. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, but Drake, if you if you don't if you don't have one yourself, we can uh we can move on. Oh, have um, a good one, actually. And, okay, go um, ahead. I realized this recently because I, I cut my beard down for um, for the first time in a long time. But if you want to look skinnier and you don't want to work out or do any exercises or anything like that, yep. just grow your beard out. Mm. Yeah, it hides your fat face, right? Yep. I, you guys can see it right now. I got like, I was like, dang, my uh, my face is a little round nowadays. Said I didn't know this because I've had a, a bigger beard for like two months. Said, uh, should I work out or just grow the beard out? And I've came to the conclusion that I am in fact growing the beard back out. So if well, you grow I, your bu- if you grow your bush out, does that do the same have the same effect? Make a reverse. Reverse. You right. Lose, yeah, you, would, oh, you lose you a little flip it around. Yeah. Wow. Right. So stay yeah, clean, so if you lose, so ba- yeah, if you lose your jawline, you just 
you know, that obviously means that you're getting fat. So you just grow your beard out and then you, nobody knows. Yep. Makes yep. sense. That, that makes right. actually really good sense. So speaking, speaking to somebody with a phenomenal uh, jawline, uh, Danny playoff Amendola retired from the NFL after 13 seasons. Um, Drake, he was with your team first. So I will let you say, um, I will let you say your condolences to him. Um, Is he dead? I don't really – I can't really thank him as much as I just want to apologize to him because <laughs> uh, I did, in fact, watch a couple games because we just subscribed to NFL uh, Plus Premium. So I Come watched on. some games of the early 2010s, 09, 08, somewhere around there. And uh, I think he was a rookie in 09. And, yep. uh, yeah, I'm, uh, if Danny, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but thank you for trying. Yeah, so he was there from 09 to 12. Do you know his quarterbacks? I mean, Sam Bradford would obviously be one. Um, 09 could have, could have been anybody. Like I said, I, I watched that game against the Titans last night. And, right. Uh, that dude, I looked him up. He played four NFL games, threw nine interceptions, one or two touchdowns, and then uh, only played 09 and 10 with their Rams. And then I Googled him, and he's a youth pastor or something in Texas. So that that was his quarterback. Essentially, I could say Sam Kale is his quarterback, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah probably. probably. Now he's just doing bank shit. Um, well, so after uh, after the 2012 season, everybody knows that uh, Tom Brady took a pay cut to keep Wes Welker on the team, and then Bill Belichick decided to basically pocket that money and not keep Wes Welker on the team. That was one of the very first, like, beefs between Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick. Not many non-Patriot fans know that, but Brady took a pay cut that offseason from 2012 to the 2013 season uh, to keep Welker on the team, and Bill did not even try to re-sign Welker. Instead, he went with Danny Amendola as Welker's replacement, and obviously those two guys, uh, they look the same. However, they are definitely not the same that, players there's some racist racist undertones in there they're literally the opposite players welker phenomenal in the regular season horrible in the playoffs and then danny amendola is the the reverse of that um but he, he was always average in the regular season um he was always banged up i mean he was a little guy like you you think of julian edelman and wes welker they're they're a little more stout right sam they have like kind of the bot like or Danny Amendola has like the bodies that me and you do. Like they're me, yeah. Yes, skinny, skinny build. You know, so it's like if you play as balls to the wall as like Amendola does, and you've got that small frame, you're gonna get banged up. So, and what a lot of non-Patriot fans don't know is that uh, he was always kept on a pitch count at all five seasons that he was in New England. He was on a pitch count basically every single game to where. Once playoffs rolled around, he could, and not that he was like, you know, a massive game changer or anything like that, but they kept him on a pitch count throughout the regular season to get him to, you know, to the playoffs. Um, but once he got in the playoffs, he was just a completely different player. Um, I kind of just want to roll through these because Sam thinks that, you know, Danny's just average, but one of Danny, the most clutch. Danny average Dola? One of the most clutch receivers. I have him ranked second that Tom Brady has ever had in terms of the playoffs behind Julian Edelman. So 2014 divisional round uh, against the Ravens, arguably the the best non-Super Bowl game from the Brady era by far. I actually watched it today. 
um, had two touchdowns, five catches, 81 yards, and that is the game that uh, it was the double pass, Brady to Edelman to Amendola uh, in that game. Crazy. Uh, and then that same that same playoff run in the Super Bowl against Seattle had five catches, 48 yards, and caught a insanely clutch touchdown where he was the fifth read on the play and just somehow got open. Uh, and then Super Bowl 51, the 28-3 game, he had eight catches, 78 yards, one touchdown, one two-point conversion, which tied up the game, and an insane third and ten uh, out route throw, throw and catch uh, to keep the drive going and the final drive to send the game into overtime. Um, and then 2017, Julian Edelman tears his ACL, becomes Brady's like, and then Danny becomes Brady's, you know, third down blanket, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then we get to the divisional round against Tennessee, uh, 11 catches, 112 yards. The AFC Championship game, which I was at, which that was what I posted the uh, the video of the other day, seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown, the toe tap in the back of the end zone, which was absolutely insane, like insane body control, high pressure. And then in that Super Bowl against the Eagles, which we lost, he had eight catches, 152 yards receiving. Was this dude good in the regular season? No, I've already said that. But when it came, like, money time, playoff Dola was, like, second to none in terms of, like, being clutch. But, um, Sam, if you remember, we had Fitzy on uh, yeah. the podcast episode seven. He's a – Drake, I don't think you were – you might – I don't – you yeah, you might have been with us at that time, but it – for those that don't know or like don't remember, he's a Boston sports radio host. I DM'd him when Danny, uh, when he uh, retired, and I threw out my top five. And I, I want to hear y'all's perspective from non Patriot point of view. Is the top five most clutch wide receivers from the Tom Brady era in terms of like playoffs? Not regular regular season doesn't win you anything. Playoffs. So I had Julian Edelman one, and then I had. Danny at two. I had Dion Branch at three, Troy Brown at four, and then a guy that Drake probably knows, uh, David Givens uh, at, at number five. David Givens played with the Titans uh, after his stint with the Patriots. Is there anybody yet? And that's just receivers, so like I'm not counting like Gronk or anybody not, like that. No, no Randy Moss? No, Randy. So Fitzy brought that up to me. He replied to me and uh, brought up Moss. And I just said, Moss never won anything. He had two playoff runs, 07 and 09. Well, 07, we lost. And his, his, his playoffs up through the Super Bowl, he had three catches. And then in the Super Bowl, he caught, a, he caught the, uh, the go-ahead touchdown and then defense gave up the the game winning touchdown but he caught he caught a touchdown in the fourth quarter but then 09 we lost the wild card round to the Ravens and Moss didn't have a touchdown or anything like that in that game and we obviously lost so like Randy never won anything with us and honestly in the playoffs he wasn't even that good so I couldn't put him in terms of playoff clutchness up there I don't think he's better than any of those guys in the playoffs that Tom Brady has had but is was he did he slack in the playoffs because they're playoffs everything tightens up and everybody's like okay you you can beat me but randy randy we're not gonna let randy beat us and they're just just no, completely I mean, smother him i mean yeah for sure but like you could say the same thing about julian edelman but julian edelman i don't think is, like, is bar is bar none the most clutch wide receiver that tom brady's ever had but let's not act like he was ever getting randy moss attention 
No, but you know that the ball's coming to him, especially on third down. Like, one million percent third down, Brady's going to Edelman. Yeah. I mean, New I mean, England had this, say... had this saying, third and Edelman. It wasn't like third and ten, third and nine. It was third and Edelman. I mean, I can speak from experience in the uh, 2019 Super Bowl. I was jumping up and down, screaming because yeah, I, right. I was like, "You know where the ball is going." Yeah, like you you knew where it was, and then you just—I don't know—he's he's special. Um, but yeah, Danny finishes his NFL career: thirteen seasons, five playoff appearances, all with the Patriots, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl titles. Um, obviously, not a Hall of Fame football player, but I do think one day he should get into the Patriots Hall of Fame because of his playoff clutchness and all the massive plays that he had. Um, Guys, so the guy that just signed the second biggest quarterback contract in NFL history um, in terms of annual value per year has a contract stipulation that requires him to watch film four hours a week, and he could get fined up to $150,000 per week that he does not watch the film. We're talking about Kyler Murray, guys. How hilarious is that? I mean, how bad of a look is that, that you have to put a contract stipulation in for your star quarterback, a former number one overall pick, to <laughs> to watch film, to, like, do his job, basically? Yeah, it's not great, I don't think. Not great at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's crazy that you're going to throw all this money at this guy, like, like you just said, and but also give him a little clause that, hey, you need to do this. With any other quarterback, like when Herbert, Burrow, all these guys get paid, they're not having anything like that because they know they can trust their guy. You don't give that money to a guy you don't trust. So, like I said, I, I think I tweeted out, the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor, and that's just – it's going to blow up. It, it's got to blow – it's going to blow up. If they're, if they're already – I mean, he's in year four right now. And there was drama at the end of last year. Oh, he didn't even want to be back. So I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like that. This is not going to work out. I t- Sam, I totally agree with you, Drake. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, yeah, crazy. But what I want to know is how they're going to track this, unless it's something like they'll have somebody at the at the facility being like, "Kyler, you going right. stay like after this, today?" Yeah, does or, he does he have to like do it with his quarterback coach in the facility, or like, is he going to yeah. do like a Gronk thing with the running? And yeah. like, just be like, oh yeah, I totally like studied. Like, they play with eleven guys on defense, yeah. and they're like, oh, he's got it, he's ready, got it. It's just weird, man, because like you got guys like Gronk that you know have famous famously said, you know, no, I don't, I don't watch film. I just, you know, I uh, I think his like famous quote was after uh after the Super Bo- the the Rams Super Bowl, like, and he retired or quote unquote retired. You know, he went on an interview and, and was like, you know, so how much film does Tom watch? And he was like, oh, Tom watches like 40 hours of film a week. And then they were like, how much film do you watch? He was like, I didn't charge my iPad for three years. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I just go out there and like do what Tom tells me to do. And it's like, it's just guys like Gronk that one obviously is very gifted, but two, like they just get it right. And obviously mm-hmm. Kyler gets football, but it's like, it, there, there's a point, there's like a disconnect where, okay, Gronk's a tight end and he's just an athletic, big ogre freak. When you're the quarterback of an NFL franchise that's going to get paid $46 million a year and you're still wishy-washy about watching film and so your team has to put in a contract stipulation that you have to watch film, 
That's such a bad look. Can we can we circle back to what you guys were talking about last week about the like deserving uh like are they deserving of this kind of money? Like is it getting out of hand and all this stuff? And it's like Calum- he's yeah. getting forty six million dollars a year and he's it's not insane. even willing to or they're having to contractually tie him to four hours extra a week of working. And it's like and he's he's probably still like, Oh my gosh. And you know what I mean? And yeah. so this dude, like these players in general, they're playing a game, but like, come on, you're making more money than I'll ever see in my entire life. And you don't want to put in four hours. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. It's, it's like, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Twitter, but there's a clip going around of like Brady at Tom versus time that he put out in, uh, the playoff run during 2017. I, I don't know if you've got to seen it or not, but it's just him in his home. And he's just like, you know, with the clicker watching film on his, on his like two or three monitors, like his computers at his house. And he's just like, he just like leans back in his chair and puts his hands on his head. And he's like, I could just do this for days. Like he was like four or five hours will go by. And like, I won't even notice that that much time has gone by because I'll just be so like, I love watching film. I'm so intrigued by it, learning tendencies and stuff. And it's like, it's like Kyler is obviously super athletic, right? So he doesn't, he probably feels like he doesn't have to work for it as much as a guy like Brady does. You know what I mean? Like a guy that like Brady, that's very like unathletic has to play the game with his mind, you know? And so it's like, obviously Brady has to put in more work, but it's like, if, if guys like Kyler would put in that work as athletic as they are, who knows how good they would be. Hot take. If that was the case, Lamar Jackson would be the best quarterback in the NFL. I think if he was willing to put in that kind of work and that time and energy, but that leads me to this question. Sorry, Sam. No, you're good. Are, are right. the days of the killer mentality, the Kobe, the Toms, the yeah. Michael yeah, Jordan, is gone. that gone? Yeah it's, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, one million percent. Who's the closest you, you, person to that in the league that's not Tom Brady right now? You think it's totally gone, Jake? I know, I would say it's totally dead. I'd say it's just going to be a lot more uncommon. I mean, dude, all these guys, even like the guy that you could say that like wants to win super bad, Patrick Mahomes, like, He's out here throwing like behind the back passes in training camp and stuff. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That's a good point. I mean, I, that, I don't know, Drake. That's a great. I mean, that Drake. That's that's a great question, and I don't know if we'll see it. I, I don't know if we'll see it on that level. Like guys that just have that that killer instinct. I mean, in the I mean, because even I can't like think of many LeBron, guys like in the LeBron NBA that, has never had it. Right, LeBron's yeah, never had yeah. it, but he's still like the best player in the league. So it's I like, know, and then if all he the had kids. That, if he had that killer mentality, like, goodness gracious, how good could he be? Well, all these new athletes grew up watching LeBron. They weren't watching Kobe and Michael and those guys. And I mean, I guess That's everybody grew up watching Tom still. Right. But like, it, you know, they looked to LeBron and like, LeBron, you know, he's still, he's the best, but he's doing movies. He's, he's just putting his time in like everybody else. He's just better, you know, where the other guys were like, I'm not physically gifted you know, or anything like that. So I'm going to put the time in, kind of like what you're talking about with Tom Brady. Like, I don't feel like Michael or Kobe were this, like, phenomenal specimen that just was so much more dominant than everybody. They just put that work in. Right. And, like, I, you know, we talk about, like, who who now besides Tom? Like, in the league, could you see being that kind of killer mentality? Like, let's go and get it. 
Uh, I, I would, I would, I, nobody, nobody's proven that yet. Right. That, there, there might be somebody out there, but nobody, nobody right now. Aaron, Aaron Donald, maybe, maybe. I mean, I know that's a different position, but yeah, I think, see, like if you get into different positions, I'm sure there are guys like that because like, you know, linebackers are psychopaths, and then, you know, you've got corners that just, like, jaw all the time, but, like, if they get locked in, they get really locked in. So, I mean, if you if you look at different positions, sure, but, like, quarterbacks, I just don't see any of those guys that are, like, the camera pans to them on the sideline, and it's like, you know that, that look that Kobe would give, you know, when, when the game was, like, you know, on the line, like, that, that focus that he has in his eyes. Same thing for Tom, like, you can see – Tom, like, you know, on the sideline, like, rallying the troops or, like, he's got that look in his eye and you can tell, like, yo, this game is not over whatsoever. It's yep. like I, I don't see I don't see just the look, you know, from uh, any of the other guys. Skill aside, just stories we've heard. I mean, maybe maybe Jalen Hurts. Just from the stories we've heard, if, if they're true, then, I mean, I know the skill isn't there, but you talk about work ethic and then how bad right. they want it. You know, you've heard that story of him walking through the hallways, like, quizzing people on – on yeah. playbooks yeah, and I stuff love that like stuff. that or yeah that's awesome you know finishing practice and there's camera on him he's in there by himself working out like i love that you know that's yeah. like that that was like that you know that brady or i mean even tim tebow again the skill wasn't there but the work ethic was totally there skill definitely wasn't there yeah, yeah. <laughs> rest uh, in peace but uh to his career but uh patrick mahomes i mean we'll we'll go ahead and touch on this uh defensive coordinator said what was it yesterday or today it yes or today i think was it today um but a defensive coordinator anonymous defensive coordinator uh quoted said take his first read talk about patrick mahomes take his first read away what does he do he runs he scrambles and he plays street ball i mean i'm not saying that i'm a defensive coordinator i think i can call offensive plays in the nfl but i'm definitely not a defensive coordinator however Sam Drake, have we not said this before? Yeah, about, I think not just Mahomes, but multiple, multiple of these guys. I think I can go back and find where we said actually, when you get him off the script, yeah, he makes more plays than most people, but he also makes more bad plays than most people because he's he's going he's going he's going to press way too hard once things break down, and that's when the mistakes happen. And and we never thought this until the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl completely exposed him, and he hasn't. He's he's been great, but he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been MVP Patrick Mahomes since, yeah. and because uh, we we were talking about like like I said, he can still be great, but the, uh, the what did we always call it? The what is out? Something's out. The playbook. The or the blueprint. The, the blueprint's blueprint. out. Yeah. That's what we were saying, and so no, I mean hit the nail on the head because the the left handed throws, the off balance, just humming it like almost playing like Johnny Manziel in college out there or something. And it just doesn't work in the NFL like that. Yeah. There's, there's a thing that, that I think that is a big issue with not just Mahomes, but a lot of these guys, you know, Josh, which Josh Allen definitely improved on it this past season or well, the past two seasons, I guess. Um, but it, it's the fact that what this defensive coordinator said about taking away the first read. Yes, if you're athletic and stuff and you can extend plays, that's that's awesome. Like, cool, whatever. But stay through your progression, right? Like, you look at a guy, work on your pocket mobility. Look at a guy like Brady, extremely unathletic. We've already said that. 
However, even though he's unathletic, he's got the best pocket presence in the NFL, and he's able to move, slide, whatever. Man, he can't hardly move, but he gets away from so many sacks right. that and it's just crazy. And he'll go through his possession progressions and hit like his third or fourth receiver on, on a route or, or on the uh, the play design, and it always works out. And and he limits his mistakes. Well, you've got guys like like Allen or like Mahomes or Kyler or Lamar, and it's just like. Okay, so if these guys would almost take the Aaron Rodgers approach, right, and go through his progressions, and then if you're getting pressured or if you have to extend the play with your legs, then that's when we do it. That's one thing that I think Aaron Rodgers is great at is going through his progression, and then if nothing's there, then he'll escape the pocket, extend the play, and then just point to somebody and just flick his wrist and the ball goes 60 yards. Like, yeah. that's what these guys need to learn to do. These athletic quarterbacks right now, they need to take, like, the Aaron Rodgers approach and learn to go through your progression and not just bail on the play the second that your first read is gone. I mean, I think the game is changing, too, in that position we've talked about before is you're, you have to have or you thought you have to have a quarterback that can do both and win football games. I mean, because look at all the younger guys. Uh, I'd say probably between your Mahomes, uh, Burrow, Herbert, and then Allen, like between those kind of guys, the least mobile is probably Burrow, maybe because of his knee. Um, but he went to Super Bowl. Matt Stafford's not mobile. He went to Super Bowl. And so, like, they, it's almost like, is that the way we need to go? Like, the mobile I mean, quarterback like has a position change because you can't win without it. But then you have two quarterbacks that weren't mobile that went to Super Bowl, and you're like, okay, you know, you can still win by reading the pocket, maneuvering, and then making the throw downfield, stepping into your throw, and, you know, being a pocket passer. That's not dead yet. I mean, how about we do this? How about we just go through since 2001, Tom Brady, like the, the winning quarterbacks, Tom Brady, uh, that dude for the Bucks, Brad Johnson, something like that, and then Brady, Brady. 05, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. 06, Peyton Manning. 07, Eli Manning. 08, uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger again. 09, uh, Drew Eli Brees. Right. Uh, uh, 10, um, Eli Manning. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 11, Eli Manning. 12, Joe Flacco. 13, Peyton Manning, 14, Brady, 15, Manning, 16, Brady, 17, Foles, 18, Brady, 19. Wait, what was 17? Fall, shut up, Sam. You know, you, you see what I'm getting at. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes, yes, he's a more mobile quarterback. One out of 22. One out of 22 you could characterize as a mobile quarterback. Eli's low-key mobile. Sam, what are you talking about? <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's like there, there's a theme. And, like, maybe it's just because of how the NFL was played up until, you know, these new wave of quarterbacks. But you see what I'm saying? It's like Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl, didn't win it. Uh, Michael Vick never even got cl – he did get close one year. He went to the NFC Championship game. But, like, never even played in it. And he's probably arguably the most, like, talented in terms of talent. That dude was probably the most talented quarterback to ever live. And it's like he never even got to a Super Bowl. And I'm not I'm not crapping on that that style of play, but it's like they still have to learn to be actual quarterbacks. Now here, here let me ask you a question then. Um 
if you've got a, a young quarterback and he has the ability to learn to be mobile or work on his agility and stuff like that, is it more important to learn how to do both or to perfect his pocket presence and the ability to be a pocket passer? If you were a coach, what are you working on more? Are you saying we've got to learn how to do both? You got to learn no. how to escape the pocket, or Middle you're quarter, saying quarterback, you got to play with your head first. If you don't know what defense like a team is in, or you can't pick up on like cues to figure it out, I mean you're you're done. Because if you're not athletic, you're you're just going to throw a million interceptions. But if you are athletic and you can't understand those things, that you're just going to be scrambling like some of these guys are doing like just scrambling around trying to extend plays and never win anything. Because at some point, we've seen it every single year, at some point the defenses just get so stinking good in the playoffs that like even if you're an athletic freak, it catches up to you and defenses figure you out. All Tampa did against Mahomes was play Tampa 2 and cover 6. Like they played two different defenses and that was it. And Mahomes just like wouldn't take anything less than 10 yards, if that answers your question. Because he sucks. I guess you forgot Seattle. Seattle with uh, Russell. Oh, shoot. I said Manning in 13. Yeah, my bad. Uh, sorry. Russell Wilson. Yeah. But he's, he's a guy too. He's a guy that goes through his progressions and extends the plays with his uh, Yeah. that's And I feel that way about Mahomes still. Like, maybe he doesn't go through his progressions, but I still feel like he's pass first, whereas a lot of these guys are like 1A pass, 1B run. Like, it – it's still like they're not like I'm waiting till I go right. through all of it to run, you know. Right. Um, but running, speaking of running, running back, uh, Chris Carson retired. He is a guy we won't spend a lot of time on this, but in my opinion, Chris Carson, when that dude was healthy and Drake, you probably know more than all of us because he played in the same division as the Rams. But um, when that dude was healthy, holy smokes, really, really solid NFL running back. But problem with him is that. Never really all that healthy. No, I mean, very very underrated. I'd say, like, I'd bet he averaged, if he was healthy, I'd say he'd be anywhere around 60 to 80 yards a game. Probably on yeah. the ground is probably what he averaged. I mean, very and, solid. Yeah. And nowadays, and Seattle's offensive line wasn't for. even that good. Right. No, I, I enjoyed watching him play. Um, but, again, it's one of those unfortunate things. Yeah, Sam, do you have any, uh, any takes on Chris Carson? I got nothing. I had him fancy one year. He sucked yep. for me. So. Well, he was probably hurt. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> but uh, actually, something really smart that he did in his contract, I don't know if you guys uh, saw this, but Schefter tweeted it out. He had, a, like, millions of dollars. Mo most guys, like, have, like, an injury settlement of, like, you know, 700000 to, like, a million. Dude, Chris Carson had millions of dollars in injury settlements. So, shout-out to that guy. Shout-out to his agent, all that stuff, to, like, kind of see – you know, the type of player that he was, knowing that – What position man, he I'm plays. A, uh, yeah, knowing what position he plays, knowing that, like, man, the style of runner that I am, like I'm a, you know, a Marshawn Lynch type, but just not as good, obviously. So, like, I'm going to get hurt. So, let's push this money back in my contract. That way that it gets guaranteed if I get, you know, a, a career-ending injury, which he did. Um, but a guy that's never going to play in the NFL again, Drake, your boy Todd Gurley. Will he ever play in the NFL again because he spent 2020 with the Atlanta Falcons, played in 15 games, but in 2021 did not even sign with a team. And typically if you spend an entire season away from the NFL as a running back, 
it's kind of hard to get back. So Curtains. what? Yeah. What? What's your thoughts on your boy, Sam? Or, uh, Drake, uh, I'm just looking at his 2020 stats 195 carries, 678 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, 25 receptions, 164 receiving yards. Uh, not seeing it, uh, and 12. No, no, that's that's career. Oh, 12, 12 uh, receiving touchdowns. I was about yeah. to flip out. I was so sorry, not seeing the uh, receiving touchdowns. Uh, no receiving touchdowns. That's weird. Um, but still, I mean, not not a terrible season. Like nine rushing touchdowns, almost seven hundred yards. Uh, like you said, three point five yards per carry. Um, just strange. I was I was watching some old film on the Rams um, page, and I got to thinking about how some of these guys just out of nowhere have like a illustrious career, and then you never hear from them again. And it's it's so strange because I definitely feel like he could definitely be a a second option somewhere. I don't think he's a starting running back anymore, of course, but the fact that he doesn't have a job is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I was kind of hoping the Chargers grabbed him last offseason uh, as their RB2, and that didn't happen. They could have so, used him. Yeah, I agree. But I, like I said, he, he's, been, he's been away for a year now. It's yeah. – uh, to take enough. a year off at the running back position, that's that's really tough. And like his, maybe it's because of his knees, Drake. Like maybe maybe the team teams just know that like he's done. Like maybe he's you know used all the tread on his tires, so to speak. You know what I mean? I mean he's only what twenty seven years old. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's super young. I sympathize with him because I have I have knee pain like out the wazoo after I play basketball once a week. And I turn 27 next week, so I sympathize with the dude. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him at all because, like, I mean, I'm 27 and I feel it. I didn't even play in the NFL. So, I mean, um, is is Odell going to get picked up? I mean, his he's 29. Yeah, he'll be a late. I think he'll be a late season pickup. Yeah, late season pickup, absolutely. Um, so, they, is he going to get picked up before effective. he's ready? Which would be what December, November? Is he going to be picked he'll up get, on a? He'll team get picked him? up by Thanksgiving. That that's probably what I would say. Thanks you see how pissed he was about the Julio thing on his Twitter and stuff? Uh-uh, no, I don't follow him. He was tweeting all kinds of stuff about thanks to the motivation and blah, blah, blah. Like God doesn't make mistakes and all this stuff. And he's done that every time like a, a wide receiver or somebody gets signed. He keeps doing that. And I feel did he want to go to the bu- did he want to go to the Bucks or something? He's always I think he just wanted Tom Brady. I think he just wanted to be signed though, more more right. than anything. And Julio had a terrible year last year and he had Arguably his best season last yeah. year with yeah. production and importance, and he still isn't signed. Uh, it's ruthless out there. I no, mean, that's they why, call it that's not why for Odell, long. Right. That, that's why Odell will definitely be with the team this year, Drake, is because of his production that he had with the Rams. Like, and he's and he's not even 30 years old. You know what I mean? And he was able to perform, you know, and turn his career around, so to speak. I mean, you go from Baker Mayfield to Matthew Stafford. Obviously, you're way upgrading quarterback play. Um, but he'll he'll wind up with a team around Thanksgiving time. That that's probably what I would guess. Um, I mean, I hope what, so because he... I really like the guy. I think he switched the narrative. He flipped the narrative about him and his name when he went to the Rams, and so, so definitely became more of a like a a we not me, even though it was me not we and all that stuff that they were saying about him. Um, but I, I hope the best for him. I'd love to have him back on the Rams, but I just don't think it's going to happen if it hadn't happened already. So here. I just counted it out on my – that's what I was doing with my fingers. I was counting it out. So, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Eight months puts him at October. 
October the 5th, I guess, would be like eight months away from the Super Bowl or October 4th, something like that. So, I mean, you know, October 4th rolls around, he gets cleared, so teams start drawing interest. Well, there's going to be a time period, right? Because he's going to want to weigh his options, see, like, who are contenders, because I'm sure he still wants to, like, he wants to win. Like, he proved that going to the Rams. So, like, he's going to want to see, like, who's going to be in it, so he might wait a week or two. And then once that gets going, then teams are going to want, like, the teams that he has listed out, then those teams are going to want to work him out. You know what I mean? If the Packers are interested, which I could see that being a team, if the Packers are interested, they're going to, like, get him for a visit. They're going to see how his knee does, so they're going to run him through drills and workouts and stuff, and, like, multiple teams are going to do that. And then he's going to pick. So, like, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be around November time before we see, like, Odell sign with the team. That That's just what I see, just – just because of how like ACL injuries are and how long it takes for them to come back. Yep. Um, Julio Jones, Samuel. Yes. You love the Tennessee Titans. I love them. Julio <laughs> had had a breakout year with the Titans, um, and now he's mm-hmm. going to going to Tampa. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I feel for people that that's already drafted in their fantasy league and took Russell Gage because his <laughs> yeah. value just got absolutely kicked into the dirt. I don't know. If he stays healthy, then the problem is Godwin's coming off an injury. injury. Julio can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans isn't the healthiest person in the world. Scotty Miller going to have 100 catches this year? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, people look at Scotty Miller. It's hilarious. Like, now that I've watched, like, every Bucks Bucks game the past two years, like – People that don't watch the Bucks or whatever, or like haven't yeah. watched the Patriots, like they see Scotty Miller, they see a five eleven white guy that's like small and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. that's Julian Edelman." And then it's like you look at his stats, and it's like, "Oh, he has like twenty catches on the season for like two hundred something yards." Dude, he's just a speed guy. Yeah, like, dude, Scotty Miller is arguably he can fly. He he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He runs a go route. And that's it. If you watch the stupid, like, the not stupid, but if you watch, like, the all 22 and stuff like I do, dude, yeah. he is a straight line. Every route, doesn't matter where he's lined up, it is a straight line down the field just trying to see if he can get behind the defense. Danny Amendola, Scotty Miller, Spider-Man meme. <laughs> right, because Danny Amendola <laughs> was super fast. I think I ran I, faster 40 than Danny Amendola. Do you think you could, that, Drake? That's pushing it. Now? No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. Me and, me and Tom going prime. neck and neck yeah, in, right. in the 40-yard dash. <laughs> I just think, I mean, man, I mean, and Drake, you can you can talk after this. I mean, Julio, just with the Titans, it wasn't like, I don't think it was anything that Tannehill was, like, doing wrong in terms of Julio. Like, I don't know, like, Julio to me just wasn't getting open like he was in Atlanta. And, like, I know he had the injury, but, like, once he had the injury, like, he wasn't really playing until the end of the year whenever he was quote-unquote cleared. But it, it it's just like, I don't know, I, I just didn't see – I didn't see Julio getting open. Once you, yeah. can't, once you can't get open the NFL, it doesn't matter how good your hands are or how good the ball placement is. If you can't get open, there's no use for you as a wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you – and he's not going to be real able to do a whole lot after the catch at this point either. So I mean, right, yeah, that that's a bit. That's a great point. That is a big thing with him. Like he's not going to be able to stretch the field because he's not as fast as he was. He's not going to be able to like catch those medium, like you know, those ten to fifteen yard catches because he can't create separation. It's like he can catch a slant and an out route, but he yeah. can't turn it up for like ten to fifteen yards. Like it's just, it's just going to be five yards and then he gets tackled. 
Yeah, and I think he'll make a make a bunch of plays this year, especially playing with Brady and stuff like that. But the Julio that we all know and love is is no longer. No, it's kind of sad too because he was he was a solid wide receiver. Drake. Think about how fast he fell off. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to offer this scenario as a rebuttal. Here we uh, go. While yes, I some I somewhat agree with with what you guys are saying that it's his hamstrings specifically were, are just trash basically, which is not and, a good sign when you're a wide receiver. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's not which, an easy thing to is, come, overcome too. Yeah. But at the same time, did we ever hear that he wanted to be in Tennessee? Did, was he ever like, I'm so glad to be here. Does, That's anyone, a good want, does, does anyone want to be in Tennessee? No, no, but now he got to sign where he wanted to Falcons just traded him to Tennessee. Now he got to go where he wanted to and be with who he wanted to be with. So don't be surprised if you see Julio at least put up 800 receiving yards this year. I don't know I don't, if this yeah, is where I, he. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this that. is where he wanted to be. Honestly, I think this might be the only team that really. He didn't want to play the Falcons twice a year, who traded him away and play with Tom Brady. I think he. I think if the Falcons would try to try to bring him back, I think he would have gone. Gone. I think he knows he's on the decline. He could finish in, in Atlanta. I think he would have been. You don't, don't think like he it. took it personal? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't see him as like a, the loud kind of that that kind of receiver. I mean, he's been kind of a drama free, pretty much. Yeah, other if, than the contract situation early in his career. No, well, I know, if, but like quietly, quietly me, take well, it yeah, personal. Well, Drake, with the quietly thing, if memory serves me right, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that it was a at least what was reported. It was a mutual agreement for them to to separate because like the Falcons wanted to go in a different direction. And like Arthur Smith was a new coach, you know what I mean? So it's like typically older veterans that have big contracts, a new coach comes in. It's like, okay, let's kind of, let's kind of cut out the big contract, the, the older veteran guys, you know, maybe guys that they get hurt and things like that. And if memory serves me right, it was a mutual, you know, parting of ways, but yeah, I mean, if, I, he has love for Atlanta, obviously like they give him, you know, 10 years of his life or whatever, or he gave them 10 years of his life. I mean, yeah, if he wanted to, sure, maybe he could have gone back to Atlanta. But, Sam, I'm kind of with you. Like, why would why would he not – or, Drake, maybe you said it. Why would he not want to play with Tom Brady, you know, and, and, and win a Super Bowl? Like, obviously, he's not going to win a Super Bowl with Atlanta. That's 1 million percent not happening. Because Brady's nothing without Bill Belichick. That's why. That's – that, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't know Bill Belichick was on the Bucks coaching staff. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way: you have your championship contender, according to Madden. The Bucks are the best according team in the NFL. Okay, best team, best team okay. in the NFL. Right. I was gonna say I, I kind of disagree with that, but at the same time, like old people retire in Florida. I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah, that's why Julio, Brady's down there. Yeah, is it Julio's last ride? With 33, 34? It could be. He's third. He's going to be thirty-four, I think. He 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 like comes across as somebody to me that's not going to have a sad end to his career. He's gonna. We're gonna forget about the Titans part of his career, and if it goes bad here, he's just gonna hang it up. I don't see him just sitting there and like dragging it on to where you're like, man, this is kind of sad. Right. It's like yeah. It's it's like. When Chad Ochocinco signed with the Patriots for one year, it's like nobody, nobody like remembers that because he was awful with the Patriots. Isn't Terrell Owens like playing like fan controlled football or something? You're yes, like, yes. Stop. 40, stop. What is he? 46, 47? 47 years old. Holy smokes, dude! Somebody sign that man. Somebody. He's, he's 
scoring like 16 touchdowns on like gym teachers. I would, I would love. I would love for him to get a deal. I, I would love for him to come back. I would. I love, love it. That. I love his makeshift Hall of Fame jacket he keeps wearing. It's my favorite. Yeah. Is he you not know. in the Hall of Fame yet? No, he, he will never be. Yes. He is. He is. Remember, he didn't go to the enshrinement. He he hung out at UT Chattanooga and did a speech there. Oh, what was he the refused? Thing? He just he didn't refused, get in as quick as correct. he thought he should, and he refused to go to to the ceremony. If he's in the Hall of Fame, and if you know hypothetically it'll never happen, but someone is just like, hey, you want you want to play for a year? Like, yeah, what would happen with that? All it is you is five, year, five years of eligibility. Like five years of you being away from the game of football, you're eligible for the for the Hall of Fame. First no, but do you come yeah. out of the Hall of Fame if you go back into no. the NFL or no? No, 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 no. Once you're there, you're there. You're enshrined forever. Oh, okay. Unless you're OJ. Sam? Was he was he Sam. kicked out? No, he wasn't kicked. I don't think well, I don't know. Maybe he was. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I oh, mean Ray he- Lewis. Ray Lewis is in the Hall of Fame, but he one million percent murdered a guy. Allegedly. No, no, no. Sam, you just think that okay? Did Hernandez murder a guy? Absolutely, he murdered okay, the well, shit then, out of those it's people. Just because he played for the Patriots, got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Florida, really? That's why. Uh, last thing before we get into uh, to QB. OJ tiers. is still in the Hall of Fame. Um, awesome, good for him, good for him. Apparently, according to Sam, he didn't do it. So. Uh, but uh, before we get into QB tiers, speaking of a QB that is very handsome um, and that should make one of our tiers, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo officially um, is allowed to seek a trade away from the 49ers. Uh, he met with Lynch and Shanahan, and Shanahan came out yesterday and said, you know, we're, we're moving on to Trey Lance, and Jimmy's allowed to seek a trade with his agent, Don Yee, who is also Tom Brady's agent. Um where does Jimmy Garoppolo end up? I think he's a backup this year. I think he goes somewhere with a younger quarterback, probably, and he's just there to mentor. I think that's where like Jimmy Garoppolo is, like, just it it stinks to say like in his career because like he's not that old for a quarterback, but at the same time he's fragile. He's not very good. But so he's Seattle's smart. Seattle's totally out of question, right? Being that it's in in division. No, I don't. I think they offer a, a first round groom, pick. Who would he groom though? He's not. He groom play TV. No, I think he's just starter. Play. Yeah, uh, he's a I, winner. I mean, mean, he's gonna groom Drew Locke. Probably the two most opposite polar opposite <laughs> players in the in the history of the league. <laughs> Drew Locke's gonna he's gonna throw the ball fifty yards every time. Jimmy's gonna throw it two yards down the field every time. Like I don't know, man. I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be like that that Colt McCoy like that guy for the rest of his career, just like bouncing around from team to team. And the quarterback in front of you, if they get hurt, then you can win like a couple games for the team and you can teach the quarterback something. Like that, why, don't, why don't the Browns just bring bring another quarterback on? I love that. Groom dro- Josh Rosen. Jimmy Garoppolo grooming Josh Rosen. I love that. That's a great <laughs> That's a recipe for success right there. I mean, that's a, between Deshaun and Jimmy, that's a lot of women slang going on. That – that locker room would be. It, could you imagine them two going to a club together? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be. Deshaun, sure like they, they'd be like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo would be like, hey, have y'all seen seen Deshaun? I haven't seen him for like forty five minutes. And then you know, one of the boys would be like, yeah, I think he he paid for one of those private rooms or whatever. Then you walk back there and he's just getting massaged, and we won't we won't go any farther. 
This is redact, a PG, redact, redacted. This is a PG uh, program. Um, and then be, Jamie Garoppolo walks back there and he says, Robert Kraft? R- right, and then he sees Robert Kraft, yes. Nothing wrong with a rub and tug. God. <laughs> All right. Uh, QB tiers. I have four tiers because I didn't even want to. I really, I, I refuse to talk about. Now. I refuse to talk about this with you. So, take well, that. No, let's you. just get. Let's just get. We'll put it out like we're not going to do a draft this week, and we'll just put it out like as a, uh, not a poll, but like we'll just tweet it out as, as everybody's like QB tears. Um, Sam, you want to go first? Who, who's your tier? I have four tiers. So if y'all have four tiers, give your four. How tiers many quarterbacks you- are we naming? I mean, I've got I, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I have okay, eighteen s- total quarterbacks. Okay, send those quarterbacks in the in our group message, and I'll I'll read you off my. That way, we we all use the same amount of quarterbacks, and well, we can all see. If we copy and paste, I mean, you're in your tier one. No, tier. I'm not gonna copy your tiers. I'm gonna copy your quarterbacks used. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm just. I mean, I'm I mean, you're in your tier one, two, two. Yep. So we know who the two are. Yep. Okay. All right, I'll go. So here I'm. Sen- I'm. I'm sending in if you need a uh, a frame of reference. Tier one. I'll give you that one. We're we're obviously we're obviously super uh, prepared on this podcast. No, I'm, well, I'll give I you just, the tier one. Two are unlike the rest. I'll, I'll put it that way. I got five in my tier one, as Jake knows. So. No, seriously, thinking about it, I will agree. Tier one, two are unlike any others. Correct. So let's just—we can all agree on that, right? I mean, I—I I can't necessarily agree because we don't know what they're going to be this year. I mean, so okay, then, if, then we need to decide this. Going off last this, season, going off last season's information of, yes. of everything, just in general, or are we saying going into this season? I just who I just do we think is going y'all. to be tier one? Tier two and so on. Now, let's does, just now, do now what Sam, we know. don't. Let's just Sam, do with yes, what we know. That, that's what that, exactly. Like that's my whole thing. It's information based off of what we already know. Like, but that, that's are just we, what tiers are. Are we assuming a? Are we assuming anybody takes a decline or anything like that? I Sam, mean, no. what, what are these guys is 45, see, 45 Sam, years Sam, old. What you're doing what you're doing is you're doing hypotheticals. This is like literally like it's not hypothetical because he's forty five years old. He's gonna take you a decline. You just said you just used the word if if they decline like if they decline are we like are we factoring that in? It's like no because that's a hypothetical. It's not hypothetical when it's reality. He's forty five years old. He <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's gonna decline. They've been saying that since twenty fifteen. Yeah, but he's this is the year. <laughs> right. Okay, Max Kellerman. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Sam, you don't. Okay, like, I, I can agree with Brady Rogers tier one. Hold up, hold up, don't, fine, don't, fine. don't say that it's my. Don't say that it's my tier. No, no, so. I. But we everybody knows that's the two. That's the top two. Yeah, I mean, that's right. that's obvious. Okay. All right. So who fine. do you have in your tier two? Uh, I'd have Mahomes, Allen, Herbert in tier two. So you would not have Matthew Stafford in your no. Tier two. Top of tier three: Stafford, Burrow, Deshaun Watson. End of tier three. Okay. And then tier four, I got Russell Wilson leading the pack, Dak, Cousins, Carr, Kyler Murray pretty low, and Lamar pretty low. Uh, I have Carr over Carr and Cousins over Lamar and Murray, but it's still in tier four. So, so then, then your your tier your tier like tier five, five like would be like Matt Ryan, Tannehill, Tannehill Matt Goff, and Hurts. Yeah, and Max probably not in my top five, my tier five. Well, that's great. I don't know how you have Kirk Cousins in there and you don't have Matt. Dude, he's good. He is. He Uh-oh. is Kirk Cousins. You're about Cousins. to fire me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drake. Um, 
Uh, what what are your tier lists? Uh, one one through you can just do four. Sam did just, five. I don't want to go through all those guys because they're all middle of the pack. Once you get past yeah. the top two tiers, right? So Brady Rogers, I agree. There, those are the two most different. No one's like them. Yep. Then your tier two, I do like the Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, but it is so beyond disrespectful that you cannot put Matthew Stafford up there with those guys. I think that is absolutely insane. I'd even put Burrow up there if I already said. Yeah, so because uh, he so played, have... he balled out this year too. No matter how much we we don't believe in him, he did ball out. So like these guys, what we do know, these top two or the tier two guys can absolutely ball out. We know we know Russell Wilson has, but he did take a slight decline. Um, we know that Derek Carr can ball out from time to time, but he's not that guy. I don't think he's not like the tier two kind of guys. Right. So. Really, I just – I can't – like, the list wasn't that crazy that guy released, uh, except no, for I Kirk agree. Cousins and except for Matthew Stafford. Kirk Cousins is the top of tier three. Okay, are you, are you assuming <laughs> so, that there's – Okay, okay, so let's break this down. Let's break this down. So, so Drake had Brady Rogers one. Tier two, he had Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Stafford, and Burrow. Tier three – And I would accept that. Let me say – let me say, I w- I'll accept Drake's list. I just think they're – I, Alex, he just has, list. he, yeah, right. He, he, he just included two more than have, I did. You didn't, yes, you didn't have Stafford or Burrow in there. But, yeah. but at, at Drake's tier three list, Drake, you, so you, you're having guys like Carr, Cousins, Wilson. Are you having Deshaun, Deshaun Watson in there? Yep. Well, are you having, are you hey, having, this is off of what we know. We know what the Texans were, but I mean, anytime you take one almost two years off of football, the, the Deshaun Watson thing is he's he deserves his respect, but does he almost get too much? Because you're like, this dude's top five quarterback. He hadn't taken a snap in two years in, in real game. And he's never you won know. a playoff game. Yeah, and so we're just like saying that this is going to snap right back into it, and mentally he's not completely fried. I, um, no, that's, that's a good point. But Dak, all those guys, I said I wasn't going to get into these other tiers because once you get into that middle pack, they're all really good quarterbacks, but they're all middle of the road. You could just shuffle those guys in and out all day, right. I believe. I just think so. Like, yeah, I'll go through. So, like, Brady Rogers, tier one, tier two, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Stafford. I do not have Burrow in my tier two. Uh, Drake did put Burrow. Sam did not put. So, Sam, me and you were like on the same wavelength in terms of like where Burrow sits. Um, so, but tier three, Burrow does lead the way for me personally um, in tier three. So, I have Burrow, Watson. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and then tier four. So like my tier four, and this is probably like the most debatable, I guess, because you guys love Kirk Cousins apparently. Um, but like I have Dak Prescott, I have Derek Carr. I think you can look at those two guys and be like, both those guys, like Drake said, Carr can ball out at times. Dak can ball out at times. Are you going to win anything with either one of those guys? No, prob- probably not. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. I can look at those two guys and be like, same exact thing. And then Matt Ryan, if, if you ask me this back in 2015, 2016, Matt Ryan, you know, he, that dude's probably tier two, maybe tier three. Um, but like, he's a guy now that you can look at and be like, 
okay, so he's on the same wavelength as like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr is. And then obviously, like, I mean, I don't know if I need to say it, but like Tannehill is like, he, he's whatever. Sucks. Uh, Goff, Goff, I hope he bounces back, like, and, Goof. and, and gets, gets back to like kind of what he was with the Rams. Obviously, it won't be on that level that he was because he had McVay, and obviously the Lions don't have McVay. Um, Hertz, Hertz, Hertz is like, you guys can correct me on this. Hertz is a guy, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Really hard worker, studies film, great leader, all that stuff. I think he's a guy that we could look at in like two years and be like, man, he moved from tier four to like high tier three, maybe low tier two. Went to the playoffs. Right. The playoffs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he went to the playoffs and. There's not an asterisk beside it, but there should be. That's the worst division in football history. It is pretty bad. Yes, it is. But in, he's NFC still, least. In, yeah. NFC least. NFC beast. <laughs> Once um, upon a time, yes. Drake, I'm sick of getting Thursday night games also from the NFC beast. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's awful. Disgusting. That's all, that's all Jerry Jones. Um, Drake, you you, you had your hand up. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I wanted you're talking about the uh, and for those that don't know in our Zoom call, that's how we try to communicate before we interrupt each other. I lift my hand hand up like five. Drake's the only one that lets um, us hand. Drake does it right. We I, me and Sam just like just go. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wanted to stop you with the Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins like comparison thing. Mm-hmm. Um Derek Carr obviously had that MVP caliber season. Was that 15, 16? Uh something somewhere like right that. there. Yeah, that, something like that. He never won it, right? He didn't win Might it. Might have been year. 17. I think he came in like third in 2017 or something like that. Okay. But he was like he, for the first half of the season, three quarters of the season, he was a front runner. Like dude right. was balling out. Yeah. And then, um, but the thing that like I would say that separates those two kind of guys very comparable. I feel like, but the consistency that you you know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And in this kind of thing, if you can build a team around him, he's not going to win you by himself. But if you can place him in the right environment, and I feel like he's very similar to Jimmy G in this kind of situation. You know yeah. what you're getting from him. Yeah, you place the right things around him, you'll go win ball games. But you can't put him in a shitty situation and expect him to win. Right, I agree. And so and that's I why like that mind. about Kirk Cousins. You know, yeah. you're you're going to get a decent ball game. He's not going to lose you one. He's not going to win you one. Right, I agree. That's why he's my dark horse MVP candidate. Dude, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna that, get a jersey. I don't know how that would be a dark. Like I don't know how you could be in the MVP conversation and literally just describe that guy like that. I mean, what if he? What if he wakes I up? I mean, and he. Balls he out? No one's picking him to win preseason MVP. No one. But that, that's why he's not. He, he's a really dark horse. Actually. So you just so you just agreed with Drake about Jimmy Garoppolo and and Kirk Cousins. So like, would you say that same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Jimmy Garoppolo a dark horse MVP? No, because he's not even gonna be the starter. What are we talking about? What are we talking Kirk about? Cousins. Kirk Cousins is gonna be the starter. Okay, say Jimmy. Say Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter somewhere. Is he a dark horse MVP? Because Apparently he's the you know relatively the same as Kirk Cousins, which Drake I do agree with. But like I'm just saying this to Sam. He's an even what... darker horse. He's an even darker horse but than Kirk Cousins. You disagreed with Drake. I don't understand. No, I, I did. I, I agree with Drake about Kirk Cousins. I I think, think it's Kirk, I think Kirk. I think Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. If that's I, yeah, thing. I would okay. say that too. But they're the same guy. Are you ready? Who has the best chance out of this? These guys. To win MVP, ready? Oh, I love this. Yeah, Derek None Carr. None of them. Matt Ryan. No. Kirk Cousins. No. Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Baker Mayfield. No. 
the first Baker Mayfield in a new in a new oh, system. The, the, he he literally the one of the first throws from camp he underthrew a guy on a deep ball. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't Brady, seen it. Brady does it all the time. Um, who did to you name a, first? Who did to you name a first? tuberculosis or whatever? You could throw who him did, in there. Who'd you name to first? To a tuberculosis. Um, it was Derek Carr. Yeah, Der- Derek. Out of all those guys, he has he's never going to win one, but he has the best chance. I, I agree. I would agree because of Devontae. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just, got, he's, he's got a good, good offensive coordinator. He's got good cast around him. And out of all those guys, like, if he's so, playing at his peak, which is what you have to do to win an MVP, he's the best out of those guys at their peak. Not, like, excluding Matt Ryan, because obviously Matt Ryan is not ever going to play at his peak again. Right. Is he So there's no going to be a rejuvenation for him in Indianapolis? Goodness gracious, no. No, he can't um, throw anymore. Kirk Cousins is he at peak right now? Is he on the downhill slide? Where where you think uh, he's, he's at? Thirty ste- two. Steady Eddie, baby. He's just steady Eddie. That's he, what I'm saying. Like as good as he is right now, that's how like he's that? always going to be. He could be 40 years old and he's going to play at this level that he's playing at right now. I like. I mean, I don't know something about it. I like. I like. Maybe it's my. Um, you love the mediocrity. Ri- the, the risk adverse <laughs> side of me, where it's like. I don't want to have you don't want to anxiety about game. what is going to happen because I have that every Sunday with Matthew Stafford. And that is, that I have gray hairs because of that. Vikings fans, they don't have gray hairs. They know what they're getting every Sunday. <laughs> and they're like, is Dalvin Cook going to bust off for 200 yards? Is Justin Jefferson going to have a hell of a game? Then we'll see what's going on. We know what's going to happen uh, under center. So, I mean – Something about it. I like the guy. I might get a jersey. Something uh something gets something about Kirk Cousins just gets Drake's PP hard, apparently. As it should. Thank you, Sam. This yep. is weird. Team Drake. Why are we, why are we Team Drake. Team Drake. Sam, we just when we, we, we Drake, see see I, Sam, I think you like aren't really paying attention. Me and Drake just agreed. However, it's you that is the outlier, actually. I don't know if you're playing a game or something because you're looking at a completely different mod. Yes. Okay, so while we're on the podcast, I'm laughing laughing at playing playing the game. Uh, I thought you meant playing a game with y'all two. No, you're playing a video game. No. (laughs) No, I'm going click. Can I I turn the screen? Hold on. Sam, Sam Bayless. Sam Bayless. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, if you guys don't have any, anything left, we, we can end out the pod. Um, we'll, we'll be getting the, your uh, life depends on, just, you got Jimmy G, Jimmy G or, uh, Kirk cousins. You're picking Jimmy G. I'm Jimmy already G. pulling, I'm already pulling the trigger. Jimmy G. I, because neither, he wins. Neither one of those guys are getting the job done. You put both but of those guys wins. on the. You put both wait, wait, those guys. Is it a Super Bowl? Or what is it? Yeah, both it those is, guys. Is game? What, what 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 game is this, Sam? Is this regular? Okay, season? it's what the Giants. It? Giants versus Patriots Super Bowl, and you're plugging one of them teams into the Giants. We're dead. The Giants wait, are winning. So, so somebody to lose? No, somebody to win. The Giants cannot. The Giants, Giants can't who? lose to the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl. What? You plug, you plug Jimmy G. You're playing eighteen and zero, the Patriots, and you plug Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins into the 2007 or 2011 Giants. Who are you going? Still going to get the job done? I'm calling yeah. Tom Coughlin's the oh, first geez. thing I'm doing. 
Uh, I love I, it's hypothetical Tuesday or Wednesday. Who could make that? Who could make that one? Th- so who can make that one throw to David Tyree? And in 2011, who could make that one throw down the sideline to Manningham? To Mario Manningham. I would, I would say Kirk Cousins. I would say Kirk yeah. Cousins because Jimmy Garoppolo has missed that throw. He missed that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. That would man. Been God, I, every night yeah. I go to sleep, I pray that he hits that. That, throw. that he hits that throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, we've never then, seen Jimmy Garoppolo make that. Throw. Then the Chiefs dynasty that, that has only won one title and only been to one Super Bowl is no is not worst thing. worst dynasty ever. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chiefs, now we got to start the Rams dynasty. Right. One if the Rams Super go back to back, I'll eat a win. Yep. I'll eat. Now a, I'll eat, starting. I'll eat a cock if they. I mean, sock if they. We got. If they, if they go back. Okay. To so we, got, we got three years for Matthew Stafford uh, is um, eligible for Social Security. So we got to get this done. Hey, real quick before we Brady's get this, already uh, there. Over <laughs> under. Over under. Jay, let's let's think of an interception total. Okay. For Matthew Stafford this year, fifteen, fifteen, yeah, fifteen, fifteen, no, fourteen and a half, fourteen and a half. Uh, no, serious, ah. serious answers. I'm going serious answers. I'm going under because I'm going under too. I think they. I'm going under there. because now I think he'll have a better grasp of the system. Yeah. Also, it's, okay. It's, over right, under pick sixes. Over under pick sixes. What's the two and a half? Two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Oh, over. I, I'm taking over, over. over. Everything, over. every pick over. he throws gets returned for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I mean, why it happens. Every time I turn it, on the TV, he throws a pick, and is, they're, they're house calling that. He is literally like six interceptions, six pick sixes away from the NFL <laughs> record, and he's like 34. <laughs> and like, is, it's terrible luck. I mean, it's got to be terrible luck. I, I, I would just like to think that maybe he gets pinned inside the five a lot, you know, but I just think that – well, the Titans, the he, he he had one against the Titans this past year, and then the second one, the guy fell down on the one-yard line. So he should have one more. Oh, I yes, mean, yes, 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 yes. I will forever say that Matthew Stafford's decision-making is his biggest downfall. Motherfucker can ball out. He just makes horrible, horrible decisions. And when he makes one, he's going to make three. And that's what I've learned in one year of watching okay, him okay, okay. closely. Can we make this comparison? And I'm not comparing – like. I don't want y'all to think all time wise I'm comparing these two guys. Oh, here we go. But in terms of 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 what Drake Brett just Favre. said, Brett Favre, exactly. Brett Favre, yes. but like not as bad. Like like in terms of like decision making, uh, Brett Favre is arguably one of the worst like decision makers of all time. But Drake, exactly what pick. you just said, a guy that can absolutely ball out, but when he throws a pick, it's going to come in bunches type guy, and so like his decision making is oh, yeah. always in question. Me, like, me so, and Dad. So, Math, so Matthew in the first Stafford, quarter. Brett Favre. Could you could you say that those two guys are like relatively on the same wavelength? But like, obviously, Matthew Stafford doesn't throw as many picks. Um, yeah, I think I think it is definitely one of those kind of things where, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to again one year is it's hard to formulate a entire opinion about. But me and dad would watch the games in the first quarter. I'd be in the dirt, in the dirt, in the dirt, and then pick six. You're like, all right, this is the kind of game. We're going to figure out how to win it, but he's going to throw 14 interceptions, and somehow we're going to win this game. And we watched a lot of those this past year, and Sam just died. And then um, – There goes his new house. No, pretty pretty accurate description. I don't know how much time we got, but um, I wanted to ask Sam one last thing. Maybe we can save it for the next pod. No, oh, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just I just listened 
to the one while I was working out from last week. And Sam says something that I thought I'd never hear him say. Oh God, what is it? He said that if Justin Herbert does not even does not at least go to the playoffs, we will have to have a conversation about oh, him. Oh, I agree. I hundred percent. Are you saying I, it w- just with this team they've put around him this year? Oh yeah. I mean, there's somebody tweeted me today, John Reed, the guy that we hate, Jake. But he said oh. there's literally no reason for the Chargers not to dominate that division. I said I agree. I, I agree. I said it, it's it's somebody's fault. This this year, like there's no, it's somebody's fault. Like you can blame Anthony Lynn, you can blame the defense last year, but man, you, you gang unless unless the shit hits the fan this year, and I don't know what would have to happen to to give anybody a pass for this this year. But like I said, we'll see. Who's the worst uh, team? Is it Oakland or Denver? I don't know. It could I could literally see a scenario with all four teams finishing last and first. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. No, I think the AFC West is probably like the strongest division. I think all four can make the playoffs. I think all four can make the playoffs. Now it it has to be. It can't happen. I don't think. No, I don't think that's. No, it can. No, it it absolutely can. Was that because with seventeen games? If they all, if they all split, if they all split and then win all their out of conference games, there's been through at least history of the NFL. I know for a fact there's been three teams from the same division. I don't know though if there's ever been four teams. From the same division. Well, you get th- you get seven teams in four four to call the Rams, four divi- Rams four division Cardinals, winners. 49ers this past season just exactly. happened. Exactly. So, I mean, you get four division winners and then three and then three three other teams. Like I said, it, it would have to be. I imagine the scenario would have to be the AFC be down. A lot of the teams be down, right. and like those AFC they, West teams would have to like sweep everybody that they play. Well, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. AFC West. Pretty much dominates the outside right. AFC West and splits in the division. Like everybody right. goes one everybody and one would against have each to other. Split right. Everybody would have to split. So yeah. you're getting four division losses and you're all finishing twelve and four, eleven and five, or twelve and. <laughs> There's no way. There is no. I you're finishing. Can't see it. You're finishing thirteen and four, twelve and five. I, Sam, if that happens, I'll get a tattoo of the Chargers bolt on my butt. <laughs> I'll get. I'll get a tattoo of Drake on my butt if that happens. Oh, baby. Let's the rapper go. or me? <laughs> hey, I was, we, we, we were talking about uh, Stafford. And I, was, I was talking to somebody, a Chargers fan, about Phillip Rivers earlier. I love Phillip, but I told him, I was like, it's so nice not to be in crunch time this year or this past year. And not have anxiety. And, and, and not have anxiety about the big interception. Have Phillip <laughs> Rivers play hero ball and bring you back from like tw- 20 down or whatever, or have a crazy comeback just to throw a pick in the end zone at the very end of the game or something crazy like that. Like I had that. No, no I was nervous, but not nervous about that. Like, but it, it's so, it's so such a relief. must be nice to be a Patriots fan. Scumbag. Shout out, shout out Billy Volick. Yeah. Billy, Billy, Billy Volick. Sam, how does, and, and I'm not like, yeah, we're going a little long, but Sam, I do have a serious question to ask you. Yeah. Drake, me and you like watched ironically like the Chargers playoff games like two weeks ago or whatever on the same night, which is like my house crazy. is my house has been on NFL Network twenty four seven for two weeks so, now. So Sam, so like you had you had oh five oh six oh seven. I don't know if y'all had oh eight. But I don't know what the I don't know which year was the fourteen like, and two year. Y'all had like oh nine two. Um, but like holy smokes, I never realized until like I started rewatching these games how much the Chargers choked in the playoffs. I mean, the one year we pick off Tom Brady, Marlon McCree picks him off, and then yeah. 
fumbles, and then y'all end up winning yeah. that winning that game. That, that was, that was that, seven. That, that was that 14, seven. Is that our fourteen yeah. and two year? Oh, I don't know, but that was the that was the seventeen. Was that was that in San Diego? If that was yeah. in San Diego, that was the fourteen and two year. No, so that okay, so that was 06. Okay. We so the, yeah, so the Patriots beat the Chargers in the 06 divisional round, and then the Patriots lost to the Colts in the 06 AFC Championship game. Yeah. So that would have been yeah. So y'all would have been fourteen and two because y'all would have hosted. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy because I, we talked about this earlier on the podcast. If not for Tom Brady going to the Patriots, the Chargers have a Super Bowl, hundred percent. The Chargers have at least one Super Bowl. How many times has the Patriots? Right. Hold on, we need to look it up. Hold on. If Chargers don't do anything postseason wise this year, you well, have to get rid of Sam, the I can, I can go ahead and tell, and go back I can, to Navy Blue. <laughs> you have to go back to Navy Blue at that point. Sam, I can go ahead and tell you the Chargers lost to the Patriots twice in the playoffs, and they lost to the Colts twice in the playoffs. So since I've been alive, 2004, so 2006, lost to y'all 24 21. 07 lost uh, to us. 07 lost to y'all 21 to 12. 08 uh, twice. What about 08? 08 lost. We lost. We lost. We lost to the Steelers that year. Steelers. 09 who, who? We lost to the Colts. 09 we lost to the Jets and LT. Woo! Yikes! Yeah. What about the Colts? Because we just. Oh no! We saw Peyton Manning choke that game away. Drake, that's the game that we're talking about. We watched Peyton yeah, Manning that's choke overtime. against the Chargers. Overtime. Twice, yeah. I think. I think Peyton Manning choked against them twice. Oh, yeah, he did. He, uh, let's see. 95, we beat him. Beat the Colts. Uh, <laughs> well, Peyton Manning was not, not the NFL in 95. 07, we beat the Colts. 08, yep. we beat the Colts. 07, 08. So, that, yeah, back-to-back years they beat Peyton Manning. But, yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Like that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And then Everybody's always talking about liking, liking Peyton Manning, being a Tennessee fan, but I'm like, I hated him. Like, say he was he played with the Colts. We saw him in the playoffs all those times, and and then he went to the Broncos. And then Philip Rivers was a low key, a, a killer mentality guy. He I was like. if he could stay away from he the was, big interception. But like, yeah, it was just like the decision making late in the games. Yeah. I feel bad for him because the Chargers fan base is, or the Chargers organization is terrible. I would have liked to see him go to the Steelers or. Or Has there any, ever been a better else. better trash talker to not say a cuss word? Mm. No. Mm, great try. All-timer. All-time trash talker. I was at the, be like, you dadgum goober. And then he was got so mad. I was at the Jaguars game when he threw like an 85-yard screen pass touchdown to Austin Eckler. And Unique Ngakwe, Ngakwe or whatever his name is, like knocked Philip Rivers down. Philip Rivers got up and like yelled in his ear the whole way down the field. And, the, and the, he was like, are you going to let him talk to me like that? And oh. the ref was like, the ref was like, what is it? He's not saying – he's like – he kind of pushed Philip Rivers. He's like, go yeah. over here. And Philip was like, he that on, all the time. Uh, mic'd up. I think I've seen that. Yeah. But all right, as, uh, as training camp starts up, we'll, uh, we'll get you guys some new information next week. So uh, we'll see you then.